1: Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And this week, we thought we were long overdue a bit of a compilation. So sit back, relax and enjoy some of our best bits over the last
2: year. What does the human side of property mean to you? Um I, I imagine it might be something to do with flexing, um, possibly <laughs> not, not in the gym, but uh, yeah. So what does human type mean to you? Or maybe,
3: yes. You just reminded me. I, I actually got a, um, a bruise to the ribs when I uh, talked about some flexible um, no, I'm, I'm taking this down the wrong path. Aren't I know my wife gave me a ride. <laughs> I was, you know, talking about the wrong thing. So let's let's not let's get back on. <laughs> the human side of property. It's it's really interesting that you you focus on the human side of property, because uh, a lot of people think property is about property, and property's got it's got some things to do with bricks and mortar, but it's from my experience, it's all to do with people. And so, um, obviously, you do need to touch some bricks and mortar along the way. But I think, you know, you're always engaging people and you're always dealing with people. So for me, it's it's I would summarize it as having, I call it meaningful conversations. So if you have meaningful conversations with investors, with vendors, with uh, key stakeholders you know that you engage with in your property business, then you're probably going to do better than if you... Perhaps shy away from that, um, or, or don't really think about that. So I, I actually think meaningful conversations with you know key people around you is going to take you further, and all sorts of things spark out of that. You obviously deepen the relationship and understanding. You also create opportunities, and you're connecting on a human level. And so um, this isn't a sort of business where it's just widgets coming out of a you know factory into a box and you ship them off somewhere. You know, it's, it's very, very fluid. There's lots of moving parts, even though it's a fixed property oftentimes.
2: So um, what would you say the human side of property means to you?
4: I think it means looking after people on the planet. When, and I, when I mean people is I'm looking after the tenants. I know that you two also love looking after the tenants and, and you, your model, your business model actually works with the tenants first in mind. And so that's mine. If you look after your tenants uh, properly, they will look after you. And then if now with the addition of the sustainability, if I look after the tenants and the planet, then my profits are common guarantee and higher than ever. So n- nothing else I can look in for, really.
2: Cool. People, planet, profit.
4: Mm. There's
2: a book in there. Is, what does the human side of property mean to you? So yeah, that question over to you.
5: I think for me, it's all about the financial freedom to go and enjoy life. You know, with the, with what I've been through and many other people have experienced something similar, you know, when you have a a near death experience in that way, you just want to enjoy life, spend time with your friends and your family. um, And property is the means to do that. And it just happens for me, my property journey went in a slightly different direction And the great thing is, you know, on that human side, I can help so many more people um, make sure that they don't fall foul of those awful financial commitments and get it right. And, and, you know, and make profit so that they can get that financial um, freedom.
0: Question we ask all of our all of our podcast guests is what does a human side of property look like to Mike Frisbee? Do we ask everyone that same question?
1: Yes, everyone, even if they're not (laughs) from Mike
6: Frisbee. (laughs) (laughs) As I had asked it, I was like, question to Mike that. Frisbee. We ask everybody what Mike Frisbee thinks. Do I often, I often of find myself in situations have, where... What has everyone said about my opinion on this this well, human side of property? If I'm we in do. a difficult situation... Do, what would Mike do?
0: Exactly. If I'm in a difficult situation, like, what would Mike Frisbee do? What
1: would Mike Frisbee
5: do right going, <laughs> now? Who's he?
6: I've never heard of him. Who is he? <laughs> the
5: Who is this guy
6: <laughs> that is wondering what human side of property to, is? To give me one job to do on this episode, and <laughs> royally it was matt's comment to be fair to you Nile, it was a good question and i would have carried on answering but it was matt chipping in saying do we ask that's that true. question to everybody um well if to be honest they would call me out
2: he
6: true. was he was trying so to put, call look, him out Nile was trying to make it more personable and making it um more human more human by putting my name in, so he's yeah. trying to put the people side into this podcast. Aww. Matt's trying to take it out. I don't Aww. know what's going on. Oh, no one knows, Mike.
4: <laughs> this is what this is the shit I have to live with, Mike. Honestly, no wonder you got me on your podcast and not these. Yeah, two. I think I think I've
6: um, realised now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't 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 waste your time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Um, yeah, the great great question actually, and and there's so many facets of um the human side of of property, isn't there? Because you know, a lot of it is about relationships. So you've got, you've got kind of from an investor perspective and then you've got it from a customer perspective as well, I think. And I think people forget about the customer side. So I'll come on to that next. But, uh, you know, a lot of it is about relationships, isn't it? Um, pe- you know, property is a people business. Everyone always says it's a people business because it is about forming relationships in, in so many different facets, You know, t- you know, working with your power team, your different aspects of people who advise you and work with you networking you know in terms of um you know finding deals and working with agents and um you know so connecting and learning and deals and then also finance as well is all all about people so you know so many aspects of what we do is all about people in terms of and i would put that on the investor side you know us as us as investors and running our businesses and running our investment um that's quite peopley but i think where the the big movement and the big interest with me lies and I think it is with you guys as well at the moment from what you know when I hear you guys talk which is all about your customer well, you know rather than call them tenants customers and obviously I think also you know this has been in the back of my mind and and something that I've been working on for a while but you know really crystallized last year um, with this whole lockdown and how communities coming back. So I know we use the word co-living and co-living environments. For me, I've moved on to the word community now, because it's about creating communities that people, you know, want to live in and enjoy living in. Um, and it's that community aspect. And that can go across more than just co-living in my mind. Um, you know, so that's also, if you buy blocks of flats, you can create communities, or if you, you know, own a lot of property in the same area, you can create a community amongst your, um, you know, property customers there. And it's about, you know, people want more locality, community. Um, you know, it's it's something that's come through, is something that's been a positive in this whole pandemic, that the community side come back. And I think everyone suddenly realized, where am I living? You know, whether you're a tenant or a homeowner, it's like, well, who's my neighbor? You know, who is, who am I living next to? And who, you know, people have reconnected with all of that because they're not rushing out the door to go to work. They've been having to be at home. They're having to see if, you know, and also they're thinking about, are they okay? You know, do they need some help? Do they, you know, are they shielding? Do they need some support? And it's then fostering that community, isn't it? So one of my goals in, in terms of moving my business forward and certainly one of the key things with this property fund is creating those communities. With, with all that in mind,
2: what would you say is the human side of property to you?
5: It's really about relationships um, and trusting your team and making sure that everybody who's part of your team, you know, we all talk about power teams and that can range from brokers, accountants, solicitors, managing agents, builders, business partners, cleaners, um, maintenance guys. I think for me, the human side of it has really been about making sure that they all understand the importance in my business and that they are um, respected in their own role, however small or large that might be, um, because there's nothing worse than going to work and not feeling appreciated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think that's been the growth for us and very much the personal human side of it is making everyone understand that they are a really important cog in, in the wheel, because if the cleaners don't turn up or don't do a good job, then the tenants aren't gonna be happy, um, you know? and you know, as, as, as well as my broker raising the finance. like I have a really great relationship with my broker, I spend hours on the phone to him. Um, and he's willing to spend the time with me to make sure that I understand what my, what my um, next steps are in terms of finance. So yeah, I think it's just about giving back to the people that are around me and letting them know that they're valued.
1: Lizard the wizard, what would you say the human side of property means to you?
4: I think actually I've got two answers. One is, is literally the people involved in, in my properties. So it's my tenants and certainly my power team, my one person in particular who, is, is, who just does everything, which is fantastic in, in the South anyway. Um, and and also that the people that I mix with like you guys. Because uh-huh. I, I simply can't imagine doing this on my own without backup and support and and people who are doing much more than me and different things from me so yeah so I I think that the human side is definitely people and, and, and the bit I like is is and I also feel there's a kind of human side to properties as well and I like my my properties I like tweaking them and fiddling with them and doing them, you know, a little bit. So I, I, I feel as if my properties kind of have a, a human
1: side as well, really.
0: And I say, what does the human side of property mean to you?
1: The human side of property is, is that this is going to be the biggest thing that you are ever going to buy in your entire life. And as I have said when I was explaining about why I feel that first-time buyer and property is in my DNA, you have to have that gut feeling. And that is a very human feeling. You have to know that you just feel it somehow in the pit of your stomach that I actually really want this and I will move heaven and earth. Um, And I think that the human side is really also that when you're buying a property, you do need a lot of help and support. And I think people should remember that, that they don't just give you a load of legal jargon and expect you to understand it. I hope. And I really do hope that people that are talking to first-time buyers, particularly, um, give them simple guide guidance and also simple information that they can process without being totally confused. Uh,
2: which is what does the human side of property mean to you? And I imagine it probably evolves from what we've just talked about.
5: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The the human side for me is is just connections, just. Um, you know, people, and and I think you probably have a lot of people say that, um, which which makes every day a different day when you throw people in the mix, isn't it? You know, so sure. you're bringing in stress, you're bringing in excitement, you're bringing in everything. So, so yeah, it's the um, the human side they're, they're of are weird, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> completely. And there's no two the same. So you kind of like you don't know what you're gonna get when you put your hand in the bag, do you really? <laughs>
2: What does the human side of property mean to you
5: so for me i think it's quite clear it's just communication like proper communication between everyone involved so whether that is landlord and tenant or housemates sharing or co-living because that's what we're into next level it's about co-living. managing events community focused things i think more communication everywhere on this planet will make everything better and honest and from a not personal perspective yeah so that I think yeah communication makes a better human
7: experience
0: what does the human side of property look like to you
7: oh I mean it's it's very I find it so interesting because that the the human side of it to me is far more important than the financial side of it, because without the human side of it, you can't do well. So it's very, you know, I really enjoy creating win-win situations and, and actually helping someone. So, you know, not that I'd be dissing all estate agents or anything like that, but what I tend to find is that they're limited in actually what they can do to help people. The market has to be very, very easy for them to be able to represent their client to the, to the, you know, for the best of their clients so someone's Mm -hmm. selling a house. Whereas from what I've learned over the years and what my mom Jackie's learned over the years is how to create situations where, you know, in in a normal circumstance, somebody could, you, you know, I'll give you an example. We bought a place down in Wales where the house was only worth 65 in its current condition. He had it on the market for 75. It wasn't a buying market. It wasn't a flipping market. He had it on with the estate agent for three years for too much. And they kept saying to every buyer, all this, you know, this property's it's on for this, but we can't sell it. The owner will not come down. He won't come down. He's being really stubborn. And in the end, I thought, this is funny. So I just got in touch with the owner myself, knocked on his door and had a conversation with him. And I said, look, I know I shouldn't be doing this because you're, you know, you're represented by an agent, but there's nothing that says you can't go around and say hello. And he explained his situation to me and that he actually owed more on the, owed more than what the property was worth. So, he was never going to sell it. So, being able to sit down with him and go, right, okay, I'll give you what you need for that property, but we need to structure it in this way. Will, will that work for you? It will stop you getting blacklisted. It will stop, it effectively saved him financially. You know, it meant that he could still get lending because he wasn't defaulting on his payments. And, and we ended up doing a deal that he was extremely happy with. He got far more than what the property was worth. He got his mortgage paid for for a period for, for, for years. Um, And and everybody won, but he was never, ever going to achieve that in his situation. And it was only because, you know, he wasn't taught that you could do this in school. He wasn't taught that you could do this anywhere else. So just to be able to sit down and and actually be able to help. And yes, I don't want to disillusion you like we are. It is a business to us. We do make money. Um, But but it's not. But most of the time, you know, the reason why we've been able to amass so many properties in such a short space of time Is because we're not doing it the same way as everybody else. We're not walking into the estate agents and saying, right, this is what I need to do. And listening to everything that they say, we're getting close to the owners and we're reassuring them and showing them that, that, that there is a way forward and, and that it's not all doom and gloom. And, you know, with, with an agent saying you can't, well, you're never going to sell it for this, but they're also, but also agents don't know absolutely everything. So, yeah, to me, it's it is genuinely about helping people, and and if you can make money while helping people, that's that's the property, that's the people side of property to me. So, with
0: that in mind, then a question we ask all of our guests is: What does the human side of property look like to you? What does it mean to you? Uh,
4: feelings and uh, the feelings that we have behind the properties, the feelings through the entire process, mm-hmm. uh, how we are coming in. For a flip, for instance, you're coming in, the feelings when you're coming into the property from the beginning, it could be a really bad property. Everything is, you know, falling apart, it's smelly. But then in the end, when you're coming in there again and you have transformed it, it's, uh, and it's, uh, you know, you're feeling that, oh, you could almost live there yourself. Uh, it's just a wonderful feeling, the feelings there behind everything.
0: So I think what Matt was going to say is what does the human side of property look like to you guys? Um, I mean, one of the big, big sizes, I mean, it's, it's a very much
8: a relationship. It's obviously exactly in terms of doing those deals. It's you still, although we're talking about a physical asset, bricks and mortar on the whole or whatever it's steel framed and some caddy, it's still done between people, isn't it? So you've got to, to have that relationship. And not necessarily 100% trust, because you're obviously off off the side of the deal, but to have some respect for each other that we're trying to reach a common goal in achieving this deal, whatever that is, whether that's a letting, whether that's a a, a purchase, whether that's a a funding and stuff like that. So it's still, although we talk about the physical asset, it's still all about people and all about the relationships, the stakeholders around the properties. That's why we make a massive thing about the connecting bit of our of what our journey is. It's fine assess, you know, the properties, but it's connecting who are the stakeholders? Who's the best person to occupy this? Who's, who owns it? Who's the person to speak to? Who's the agent that might act for that owner? Who, who, who can help me finance and, and do that sort of stuff? So it's still very much down to great. I found a project, but I still got to deal with people to get my project to go through. So it's still an enormous part of the property industry to be able to, um, to get anything done
1: to be honest well we hope you enjoyed that it's always good going down memory lane but i think the most important thing is that there really is a human side to property it doesn't matter what the conversation is what aspect of property you talk about ultimately it's a human experience and we hope that came across from listening to those lovely snippets from some of our previous episodes so it's a goodbye from me and also on behalf of Matt and Niall and we'll see you on the next episode